Green Street Hooligans. No. You're gonna you're gonna want to find that movie and watch that movie. Yeah. It's amazing. What's it about? It's about soccer, soccer fans oh, in uh, England. Oh. Uh, so like a documentary then? No. No. Frodo Baggins. He's nice. in Green Street Hooligans and it's awesome. You ready for the show? Yeah, you're gonna want to drink another beer. God, I got the fucking chills. Nerves, motherfucker. No <laughs> way. I did. I made this introduction just for you, Mister Bullfrog. Oh shit! Ready? This is the moment you've waited for You've been searching in the dark Your sweat soaking through the floor And buried in your bones There's an ache that you can't ignore Welcome to your football fantasy I like that <laughs> I like that you're supposed to sing more of the song. That yeah, was I don't know idea. the words. It just gets me going. What do you mean? You sit in your car and you sing this song yeah. with your. I don't know. I don't know which song you sing with your family. It give me a, a. It was a different one. Give me a. Give me a little taste. Oh fuck! This is you. No, I don't even know the name. It's just you yeah. got to hear it. You got to feel it. You can sing it when it comes along. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know the words. Come I thought so. I picked. You're saying I picked the wrong one. I love that one. I just don't know the words. I'm not a words. I'm a not great. a lyrics kind of guy. I'm oh, a. Oh, that was a great. Just feel the vibe. Oh, that was a great intro drop. It was great. Appreciate it. Hey, people. I'm I'm Bullfrog, jacked up now, ready Bullfrog to run through the fucking lent, wall. Lent me and the wife the greatest showman this week, and we just watched it, and it it, it got my heart racing. That was all right. Hey, did you see the the neighborhood outdoor movie pick? Is it going to be the greatest, <laughs> the greatest showman? showman? Oh my god! Will you please stand up in front and sing along with the song? <laughs> Did you learn the dance? Oh, shit. I got it all. I got it all. I'll bet you do. You want to introduce the people to the show? This is your football fantasy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I've got a feeling this week uh, the level of football knowledge and expertise is going up. Assholes. No, <laughs> <laughs> no particular reason why. Yeah, well, there's a good reason. Bullfrog has got a great point. Uh, everything about this show is going to be better than normal. That would be because the Big Wiz hasn't made his way to the basement today. Or has he? I don't got it. Yeah, no, he's not here. He, he He's not here. He's in, he's in Canada. We kicked him out of the country. Uh, so he's not here. He's not going to be here next week either. So it's just me and the Bullfrog. Bullfrog is here. I am the Wiz Nuts. I'm your host. Hey, guys, if you haven't done so yet, go write us a review. I don't think we have any new five-star reviews to share, which is a shame because they're fun to read. We're getting some Twitter questions, though, so that's a bonus. We're Thanks gonna, for those, guys. We're going to jump into some listener questions in a minute. If you're not already following me on Twitter, do that at DweezNuts, D-W-E-E-Z-E-N-U-T-Z, lots of Z's, no S's. Bullfrog will have a Twitter handle for you here soon, I think. We're working on it. i gotta, I got to figure out how to use my, my iPhone still. That's your, prob- that's your problem right there. Apple's oh. the devil could be subscribe to the podcast you can do that on apple podcasts itunes or any other platform that exists with podcasts on it our listener base keeps increasing as we get closer to the season and i like to see that it makes me happy makes me a little hard sometimes and uh 
I'm getting a little older, so it's nice to be reminded that I still got the, the juices flowing. That's impressive. Getting a little hard is always impressive. Yeah. Whether it's in the morning or the evening. All always, day long. Always feels good. All day long. All day long. Hey, let's do a show, huh? Let's do it. Fuck. All right. The first thing is first. As always, we got to talk about the news. There's some stuff. This week in football. Uh, I did mention a minute ago that you need to follow me on Twitter. I'm up over 300 followers. It feels like a big number to me, Bullfrog. 300 feels great. This is Sparta! That kind of 300? Yes! All right! Fuck yeah! That's fantastic! Feeling good. That's not news in football. There is some news in football. DeMarco Murray just today announced that he was retiring couple of things I want to point out here. Three days ago, DeMarco Murray's agent said he's talking to five or six teams about maybe coming on, and now he's retired. Do you think it's because he wasn't really talking to five or six teams? Is it because there was no interest? What do you think is going on here? I, I, I probably think it's a, a culmination of things, you know, money. The shape he may be in, what he's looking for, what he wants out of a role. I would say it's probably everything combined. I don't think there. I think there's more than one thing, if you ask me. But so is this a, as far as fantasy football goes, is this a sad thing? I know. I promise you, there's some dynasty owners out there that kind of held on to, or who knows, maybe even in a startup drafted Demarco Murray, hoping that he'd land on a team. Were you hoping he was going to go somewhere that there might be some value left in the tank, or do you just not give a shit? Yeah, I don't really give a shit. I'm pretty confident that I can say right now that I never once owned DeMarco Murray in his entire NFL career on any fantasy team. Yeah, I haven't either. I can add to that, go one step further and say I've never even picked him in a daily. Ooh. Not yeah, once. That's, that's, now, too, that's too many to remember now, for me. There there's been a couple of years in there where DeMarco had, a, had good seasons, but I never believed in him and I never believed the next week was going to equal what he had been doing even in those good years. So whatever. Fuck him. Here's a, here's a thing that stands out to me that I kind of like about this retirement. You and I agree that Orleans Darkwood is a talented running back, and I think the two of us would like to see him on a roster given an opportunity this year. Uh, I think DeMarco Murray leaving makes him maybe the best available running back in free agency if we look at at least last year's production you know, I'm a little disappointed, though, really. You know, because we could have got some guys that would have drafted uh, DeMarco Murray like they did Eddie Lacy last year. Ooh. You know, use a wasted pick on an old vet that they think's going to have a bounce back year. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're not going to get that this year. You could have talked to him. DeMarco Murray. There are plenty of guys that we can still convince somebody else uh, to fuck with. Don't worry. <laughs> That's the one thing wow. I'm going to miss about. <laughs> was that a or was that a drop? That was a whiz. Sorry. Okay. Couldn't help it. Yeah, DeMarco Murray's gone. Whatever. Fuck him. Let's talk about the World Cup. Do you watch soccer? No. Me neither. Who gives a fuck? Uh, we are coming into the the uh, finals this weekend. It only happens once every four years. Maybe we should mention at least that France and Croatia play against each other. Cause, because Croatia beat England in the basically the second overtime period 
with like three or four minutes left to go in the second overtime period they scored. It was kind of fun to watch in the yeah, last. Yeah, well, great. Fucking awesome. I watched the last ten minutes, and that's about as much soccer as I could watch for a year, so I'm done. I think the I think it's Sunday morning. I'll I be wor- I'll be working. Fuck it. You know, my wife likes soccer a lot. She coached it for a little while, played yeah. it for a while. She's got the soccer look to her. I'll give her that. What is the soccer look? Just the lean. Does she look like a little Tall, bitch lean. that is real good, excited good to, defender. to lay down and roll around on the ground holding her oh. shin because somebody came anywhere near her? Is that the soccer look? She's got the streak in her. She go knock a girl over, give her an elbow, Maybe. kick her to the ground. She's wiry, I guess. All right, here's the one that Wiz wanted us to talk about. He texts me all week. Maybe every day this week saying, I expect to hear plenty of talk about LaShawn McCoy and how worthless he's it suddenly become in all fantasy leagues. So if you haven't heard by now, I don't know how you haven't heard by now, LaShawn McCoy has been accused of some domestic violence stuff. Now, almost every article you read doesn't actually know what's going on. Certainly every headline you read is misleading. Do you know the details of this case, Bullfrog? Yeah, I mean, I've read some stuff, and, you know, he's, he was demanding jewelry re- to be returned, and he, he asked for, like, I don't know, some type of law things to keep her away from him and to get his house back and get possessions back, and they got thrown out, and yeah. then all of a sudden she gets beat up and robbed, and the people were asking for specific pieces of jewelry that he had been asking for, that he had bought her, I guess, uh, what, they were fine? Thinking maybe be getting engaged soon, then all of a sudden he goes off to spring OTAs, and then all of a sudden he demands to get his stuff back and to get her moved out. Is kind of what I read. He's been trying to break up with this bitch for like two years and trying to get her out of his house. At least four or five times in that time, he's had to call the police on her because she's lost her shit on him. And every time the police comes, somewhere in the police report it says in there that he's he made a statement like. I'm just trying to be careful around her because I know what's going on in my profession right now, and I don't want I don't want there to even be a possibility of this coming up. He's been real careful. He's a okay. legit stand-up guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's been trying to kick this bitch out. The courts keep saying no. He's been trying to uh, get some of his stuff back, and she freaks the fuck out. And she probably hired her own person to beat her ass. Maybe he was gone when this happened. Somebody broke into the house, beat the shit out of her. Took some of their stuff. She, uh, on the 911 call, refused to go outside of the house after somebody broke in because she didn't want her boyfriend to be able to watch this thing on the external cameras they had. She was convinced he was just watching on the, on the uh, like, Nest doorbell cams or something. So she stayed in the house where these guys were trying to come and rob her and beat the shit out of her. And then her friend Instagrammed something about how he beats up the dog and the kids, and all of a sudden, everybody's up and off. Yeah, and I don't really understand how that works. I mean, I'm sure he bought the house. His name had to be on it. I mean, he makes the money. How, been why is she even legal to live there? I don't you know, know. Like, Some states have different rules. Yeah. I don't know what Georgia's rules are. Uh, anyway. Sketchy. Wiz wants us to talk about how people should start ditching their shares of LaShawn McCoy in fantasy, how his stock should drop. <laughs> Uh, and, and drafts drastically. Do you, I mean, do you see anything coming? What are you doing? Let's say you're looking at a, a best ball or some some early draft stuff or dynasty stuff. You know, if you were drafting a team right now, what would you do with LaShawn McCoy? Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the hard call. Uh, if you have an early draft or it's, you know, if you have time, wait and see, great. 
if you have to draft soon, you know, I think he drops. And I think Ivory probably becomes a must handcuff. Uh, I mean, McCoy's one of those guys that he's never going to be a, a top five guy, but he's a touch monster, you know. Well, uh, time out. He's, he was a well, top five guy sorry, last year. Not he now. was a top five guy the year before that. He was a top five guy the year before that. I don't know. If top that, five? Yeah, he's been top five for a while. He was. He's, he's the shit. Uh, I don't think he was you're top five last year, PPR. I think he was like seven or eight. I'll look that up while you Yeah, talk. you look that up. I'm saying he's not going to be a top five guy from here on out. The offense isn't good enough, but he is a touch monster, which is going to keep him in the top 10, top 12. That's where you have to draft him. Don't reach for him. You know, if you can get him in a value pick, a couple of picks after where you think he might be going, then, you know, I'd snag him. But if you get him, I think you got to get Ivory. You know, see if any of those young guys they might have in their backfield. He was seventh this year. Did I say seven? I'm pretty sure I said seven. He listeners. was four last year. That's top five. Yeah. When Tyrod Taylor got the whole season, you know, because he helps out his offensive pieces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, I'm not moving him at all in my rankings. I actually have him ranked number 12 this year, which is a lot lower than I would have guessed going into my projections. I'm not moving him in there. You know, if something happens down the road and he ends up getting in trouble, fine. I don't think that's going to happen, but there's no reason to move him. This is what I think. My As soon as I read this story, the first thought that popped in my head was, I wish my draft were happening next week because people are going to, like Wiz has, totally discredit this guy, assume that he's going to get in trouble, get suspended, get kicked off his team. I saw some headline somewhere that said they're going to, the Bills are just going to drop McCoy and go pick up DeMarco Murray, now retired. So obviously that that was a well-researched story. But, like, let other people discredit. You know what? Go into your draft talking about how this guy's an asshole and he's definitely going to get fired from his team just to make other people not want to draft him because I th- still think he's fine. I, I'm not moving him. Yeah. I, in, in reality, you know, it probably has zero impact on him this season anyway. Zero impact. By the time everything gets investigated. Court and right, all that. Right. Maybe by next year. So, yeah, if he falls a little bit, again, I'm not high on him. I think I have him as 10. On my running back list, yeah, you have him as 12, I have him as 10. Um, Again, new quarterback, new offense. We'll see. We will see. Sorry, Wiz. We we like him. Still. I know you hate him, always have hate him, but we still like him. Assholes. Yeah, fuck you too. Uh, All right, let's go ahead and move on. We've got some stuff to get to. Now for more dumb shit I heard this week. It's an 18-year-old kid. He died a couple of weeks ago. Funeral goers, they show up and they what they find when they walk into this funeral home is this kid. Propped up in his chair, in a swivel chair. Completely decked out in his Celtics gear. Holding an Xbox controller in his hands. Presumably sewn onto his hands. I don't know. He's got some Doritos and a root beer on the table next to him. With his fucking sandals and his big ass Celtic socks. He's just chilling. Dead body. Propped up by the family in what they said was his favorite pose with his favorite snacks. Doing his favorite thing. What is wrong with people, Bullfrog? Wow. I mean, fuck. I have no idea. This makes a great picture. If you other, haven't seen it, Google it. Other than this is the ultimate final viewing how you would be viewed <laughs> in life. I mean, if you knew this kid, 
You would probably you walk probably, into their house, yeah. and this is how you would see him. So the final time you would ever see this motherfucker would be the exact same way. So Playing you're fucking Xbox, you're having Doritos. I mean, it's a little wax museum to me. It's a little creepy, but what the hell? Is uh, it not creepy to see a, a dead person laying in a casket? Yeah, but that's what you expect when you walk in. Why do you got to shatter my expectations by sitting him up in a fucking chair? I kind of like it. It's I kind of like it. Terrifying. They put like sunglasses it. on him, so it was a little less yes. creepy, I guess, but... Ugh. He looks like he could just stand up and walk, you know? He but looks like he great. could, which is fucking scary. If a <laughs> child walked in there, you know that kid's going to have nightmares for weeks. Anyway, the wife and I have talked a little bit about what we want to do with our bodies after we die. What, have, have, yeah. you, have you considered it? What do you want your funeral to look like? Fuck. I have no idea. Dude, you might die tomorrow. you got to plan that shit. I'll let the wife make that fucking decision. Put mm. that on her shoulders. I want to be turned into a tree. Yeah? Hey, why not? Like, dig you up Put you down in some roots. And it's like a grow. thing now. You can be put into this pod, and you grow into a tree. Nice. I mean, there's not enough can, trees in the world. Your, you can turn your white ass into a little ring or something. Yeah, you, you know, got a white your, ass. You saw that ass last week, did I did you? see that ass. Wiz pulled my pants down. Jesus. My little dicky hung out. <laughs> Poor Elise got a good look. full-on pants at my house in front of people I didn't even know. Because we're not in our mid thirties, we only got still... the back end view. You know, I saw skinny white ass cheeks. And hey, I didn't. Hey, lean muscle mass, baby. <laughs> Nothing skinny about it. I didn't care to see the front anyway, so I'm glad I didn't have to be terrorized with that. But... It was cold that night. I think <laughs> <laughs> that's always cold in my house. <laughs> All right, next up, Big Wiz and his stat of the week. Yeah, but it's not Big Wiz today. It's Bullfrog. I'm taking and his stat of the week. I'm taking over today. This is kind of a question. I'll give I'll, I'll give a little pause for any listeners out there to see if you can uh, crap shoot a name here, and then I'll give you the answer. I'm gonna get it right before they do. Tom Brady, mm-hmm. quarterback. Many of you would call the goat, especially you fucking Michigan fans out there. Oh, sorry. Ugh. In uh, in August, we'll turn forty-one. Fantasy wise. Only one quarterback has ever exceeded 175 points in a standard league at that age. Could you name that quarterback? Can we get a little? Jeopardy? I know it. Can we get a little Jeopardy drop? You got one. I got a. <laughs> I got a little timer. Oh, that's the best go. I could do. Okay, time's up. Wait, it's 20 seconds. It'll stop. Oh, okay. Just, just take a drink. I know the answer because I, you told me. I think me I last, told you. Yeah, you told me that. All of this is going to be cut out for the timer draw. It is? Yeah. All right, Bullfrog. Let me take a let me take a stab in the dark, because how would I possibly know the answer to this? I'm going to guess that it is the great Warren Moon. Yes! Hey, Warren you Moon! cheating motherfucker. How did I know? Warren Moon, 1997, at the ripe old age of 41. Was the only quarterback to exceed 175 fantasy points in the standard scoring league. So the question is, does Tom Brady get 175 or better this year? Or is he one of the top busts of the year? 175 is not a lot. No. How many quarterbacks score over 200? Probably 20? Uh, Yeah, yes. A significant amount. Look, I've got in my projections Tom Brady, as we know, the number two quarterback scoring 346. If he does less than 175, you're not wrong. He would be the biggest bust of the year. Um, 
it might be a skewed stat, though, right? Because it, it's not that How many, many of those guys are there? Yeah. How many 41-year-old quarterbacks are there that actually start? But that's part of the reason. Yeah. Because right. they're fucking old. He is one of a count. Do you want to go out there and play quarterback? Peyton and you're what, 37? Look, dude, I would <laughs> if they wanted to pay me $20 million a year. I would do. I'd for get even my, one play and I just be out for the rest of the season. <laughs> for $20 million a year. Fuck <clears throat> yes. Not terrible. Hey, guys, it's our 25th episode. Bullfrog, did you know that it's our 25th episode? Yeah, no one cares. Move I on. care. <laughs> it might only be your fifth or whatever, but it's my 25th episode. Everybody out there, take a moment and celebrate with me, please. Yeah, okay, that's our celebration, right? I'm not going to really take a shot with you, though. I took plenty from last week. For our 25th episode, I reached out and I asked for some listener questions, and we got a few. We have four questions that we want uh, to, to answer here from our listeners that's kind of what we're here for, right? We want to help the people listening to the show win their fantasy league. We want to give the best possible advice. So please ask more questions. You know how to do it. Yourfootballfantasy at gmail.com or hit me up. Yep, come on. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. The first one. What do your wives think of the show? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's a great question. And, you know, when we sat down to think about how to answer this question, it quickly became evident that there's only one way to answer it. And that was to bring in some guests. Guys, say hello to the wives here to answer this question for you. Okay, so here we are, the wives of the podcast. We're going to go ahead and introduce ourselves. I am Mrs. Dweeznuts. And I am Mrs. Bigwiz. And I am Mrs. Bullfrog. So the, the question posed to us against our will was, uh, what do the wives think of the podcast? Cool, 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 cool. They know what they're talking about. And obviously have just the best sense of humor as well so freaking excited about it great 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 rocket them into fame and fortune all the people are listening to this think their heart and soul is put into this podcast want to hear more football stats please not pay tip pay tip pay tip i mean let's be honest great penis (laughs) i agree wholeheartedly and it has become more excellent. This wonderful podcaster has been. So Dweez Nuts and I might listen to it, and then, you know, after listening to his own voice, it might be time for some special grown-up time. <laughs> wow! Holy shit! I did not expect those accolades! Good they lord, wives! love this shit! Oh, we love you too, wives. That Thanks, was... ladies. I'll tell you what, that warms the heart. Nothing but good stuff to say. <laughs> Unbelievable. That warms the heart, Bullfuck. Are you a little concerned that your wife wants to eat nuts? Uh, I'm a little hard about it, actually. Yeah, you are. The big, the... the big whiz is an impressive man. That's the only... What? No, Dwee's nuts. That's me. Damn it! God damn it. You gotta learn who we are if you're gonna stick around. I did that on purpose. Ladies, thank you for the wonderful, kind words. I was hoping for the big whiz. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. He's in Canada. Look! 
I hope that answers your question, what the wives think of the show. It's it's excellent. Period. Great, 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 I think with a direct quote. <laughs> They're going to fucking hate us. They're no, going to hate they, the show. Clearly, if you heard anything <laughs> we just heard, they love it. All right. Next question from our listeners. This one comes to us on Twitter from at FantasyWP. That is uh, my buddy Ben at the WP Fantasy Football Podcast, a working person's fantasy football podcast. You can check him out if you go to FSGN.com. That's the Fantasy Sports Gaming Network.com. There's a handful of podcasts on there. Uh, I think WP was the first one there. So go check him out. He's got a He's got an interesting show. It's a different take than what we do here, but, uh, you know, it, there's no no such thing as too many, uh, or whatever. Fuck, here's the question. You got five commutes in, five commutes out of work every day. Gives you plenty of podcasts. We only do one to. a week, exactly. so go ahead. Fuck, you got extra time. Here's his question. Why is Saquon Barkley worthy of a first-round pick over guys like Kamara and guys like Dalvin Cook? These are guys that we've seen do it before, Bullfrog. Why, all of a sudden, yeah, everybody says Barkley's the greatest thing of all time, but why is he worth a, a, a first-round pick over guys that we've actually seen do it? In my opinion, he's not. I'm excited to see what Saquon Barkley can do in the NFL. I mean, he's fucking been hyped out of this world, every fucking Twitter, video, Facebook. What is it you said Eli Manning was saying about him? Eli Manny was saying something about, you know, he doesn't enjoy looking at men's legs, but when it comes to, say, quads, Barkley, you know, he just finds himself staring at his legs mm. all the time at his 28-inch fucking quads. I find myself uh, staring at your 28 inches, too, buddy. Yeah, I know. I've noticed. <laughs> I mean, I just, I think it's it's a little high. You know, I have the six, sixth pick in my big money league, and I can't take him there. I need to see it first. You know, in that first round, if you don't get a guy that is guaranteed points, I think you're setting yourself up for failure. You know, he might be a fucking world beater. Who knows? But he hasn't shown it yet. The Giants offense last year was fucking terrible. Eli's only getting older. I do think the Giants offense will be better. You know, we've seen physical specimens in the NFL before that haven't been that great at football. He does have a good work ethic. You know, to me, it's just a wait and see. You're asking a lot to take him in the middle of the first round, not seeing anything, when you take a guy that you know is a stud at those picks. So where would you be willing to take a Saquon Barkley? At what, what spot? Let's say you're looking at your draft. Maybe you're at the tail end of the first round. Do you take him in the first? Do you try to wait to the second? Is he a middle of the second guy for you? Again, I like Cook better. you know. So if I'm at the end of the first and Cook's there, I'm taking Cook. If I've got pick 10 or 12 and I'm on the turn... Early in the second round, and he's still hanging there. I'm taking him for sure. Okay, uh, so that's, that's my take on it. Right what now, about you? right now he is going at the 106, yep. which is a spot that you yep. keep telling me yep. is a spot that you've got, but but no way would you take him. That that's right behind. Here's here's a list right now. Todd Gurley's number one, Bell's two, Zeke's three, David Johnson's four, Antonio Brown's five, Saquon Barkley's six. So yeah, that's really high. It's probably too high. It, he's a rookie, like you said. We don't know what the fuck's going to happen. But look, over the last three years, there's this there's this growing trend of rookie running backs stepping in and immediately performing. If you remember the beginning of this decade, the early 2010s, this was happening with quarterbacks. All of a sudden, the rookies came in in that first year. They were asked, asked to do everything, and they were managing to succeed. 2015, granted, there were only one of them, but there was a top five running back fantasy running back in the league that was a rookie. 
Okay, 2016, there was another one top five fantasy rookie running back uh, at the end of the season. Last year, there were two of them in the top five. We're getting to a point in the league right now where rookie running backs are expected to step in and perform immediately. Uh, we're, you know, these guys are being drafted super high, and Saquon Barkley's. There hasn't been a running back drafted this high since when? You got to imagine a running back taken this high on a team that doesn't have any running backs to speak of outside of Wayne Gallman because he's amazing. On a team that we expect the offense to bounce back like crazy from last year. On a team whose offensive line is still pretty good and has been improved over this offseason. On a team whose quarterback is is one foot in the grave, he's so goddamn old. You know Saquon Barkley is going to get opportunity just because of what the team has invested in him. You want to hear some of the stats here? 2017, your top pick, Leonard Fournette, was the fourth overall pick. McCaffrey was eight. Yeah, I want to know the last time a running back was taken top two. Top two. Ezekiel Elliott was four. Gurley was ten. You keep looking quietly until you get to okay. a top two. Because right. it doesn't happen very often, guys. Reggie Bush! Number two! Reggie Bush, there you go. 2006. He's, he's hyped out of this world, but there's a good reason. Ronnie Brown, number two. 2005. So it's been it's been 11 years. And 12. There's a good reason he's hyped out of this world. One of the things that I like to remind myself going into the actual NFL draft is this. I might have some strong opinions about guys, but the NFL scouts are pretty fucking good at their jobs. There's a reason there's a, there's a reason they're there. And most of the NFL scouts in the league agreed that Saquon Barkley was probably worthy of a number 1 overall pick. Uh, so that tells me something. This guy's awesome. He's a he's a Fucking stud. I expect him to get opportunity. Here's what I think about the three guys that Ben mentioned in his question. He said Kamara, Cook, Saquon Barkley. I've got Kamara this year getting a total of 262 opportunities. That's rushes plus targets. That's a good number. It's not a great number. I've got Dalvin Cook, who is easily, easily going to take the huge majority of the, the touches in the back field, getting 343 total touches, and I've got Saquon Barkley at 371. You know what I think about opportunity in fantasy football? We know that Saquon Barkley is going to get that opportunity. Everything that the people that know what they're talking about have said leads me to believe he's going to be able to capitalize on that opportunity on a team that you you and I both think that offense is going to come back and score points. Running backs who get opportunity on teams that score points are valuable. All that being said, do I like him better than a Camara or a Cook? Pretty damn close in my rankings. I've got I've actually got Saquon listed as the number five running back. I've got Camara listed as the number six running back. So yeah, I like him there. And I, would I draft him there? I don't know. Same as you, I'm not sure. But I do really like the possibilities that he brings to the table. Yeah, I mean, I have Barkley as my number six running back. So if you know, if my draft went running back, running back, running back, right. I would I would have to make that decision. Is is he still the best player, or do I jump to wide receiver, or do I jump to another running back? You know, according to my rankings, if I were to take a running back, I actually have Cook at five and Barkley at six. So if Cook, I have Kamara four, Cook at five, Barkley at six. So that's my pecking order. Again, I just think a first round pick is something that you should know what you're going to get. If I take if I take Antonio Brown at six, or DeAndre Hopkins at six. You know, I know what I should get. 
But if you take Barkley at six, you're just hoping that he's a top five running back. You have no clue. The way I think about it is this. In fantasy football, the best we can do is play probability, right? Exactly. Which guy is most likely to get the opportunity and capitalize on the opportunity? To me, Saquon Barkley is most likely to get the opportunity out of the three guys listed in this question. The question is, will he be able to capitalize? So if I'm looking at the ADP right now, guys that are going behind Barkley at six, Alvin Kamara immediately, Leonard Fournette, DeAndre Hopkins, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon, Odell Beckham, Dalvin Cook. That's the next handful of guys. You know, I, there's some of those that I'd take before him. There's some of them that I'd take after. I think for me, if I I would be willing to take Saquon Barkley probably at like the eight spot, nine spot, maybe ten. Yeah, five or six is too high. I agree that Antonio Brown is a better better value to have at five or at six. Kareem Hunt, I love him. Melvin Gordon this year, I think is going to be awesome. But but I'm willing to reach a little bit on Saquon Barkley relative to you anyway. Yeah, I mean, if you never won a league. And you wanted to say fuck it and take a shot? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not talking whoa, about you. Well, I've won a lot of fucking I, leagues, bro. Not referencing you. God damn it! I'm referencing Both our listeners. Wrong. I'm referencing our listeners. You know, if you're if you're feeling down in the dumps, a 10-year run, and you haven't got a fucking trophy belt yet, then maybe you make that reach, you know? Take reach. a guy like Barkley. Take a rookie that have is some, unknown and say, fuck, he went for 20 TDs. I just fucking ripped through this league because yeah. I took a little risk, you balls. know? Wiz, what do you think? Okay, thank you for weighing in. All right, next question also comes to us from Twitter. This one from at SARSMonster15. I don't know if he's referring to, like, the disease. Remember that? SARS? What is that disease? I don't care. It doesn't matter. SARSMonster15. He says, if most of the high projections for uh, OBJ, Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley are true, how can Eli Manning not be ranked as a top 10 quarterback. So, what he's referring to here is this. Most folks say OBJ is going to be a top three receiver this year. Most folks say Evan Ingram is going to be a top four tight end this year. Most folks say, as we just saw in ADP anyway, Saquon Barkley is not just going to be a top tier running back, but that he's going to catch a shitload of passes out of the backfield. So if all these guys are going to go off this year, what about the guy throwing it to him? Thoughts on Eli Manning this year? I know you've got him ranked somewhere in the teens, right? Yeah, I mean, I've got him ranked as 17th, and that that's more of a, of a draft perspective. Um, if you wanted me to rank him at the end of the season, I think he probably finishes about 12 to 15. I think he absolutely has a top 10 upside. I mean, look at the weapons around him. Again, offensive line play was shitty. I know they improved a couple spots. They drafted a guy. They picked up a guy in free agency. Um, you know, I project him, which I think is pretty similar to what you're projecting him in at. It was about 4,000 yards, 29 passing touchdowns, 15 interceptions. You this know, was a little bit creepy. A minute ago, we talked about our projections, and they were they were close. I've got him at 4,229 touchdowns and 16. It's creepy that we were that close. God, yeah, we I mean, see eye to eye. Where's Wiz to tell us we're wrong? Masterminds think alike. Where, where, where is he? I don't know that that was quite the one I want. Here, here it is. Assholes. There you go. Where is he to tell us we're wrong to keep us in check? Again, I will draft Eli as a second quarterback. You know, and maybe he overtakes my number one and becomes a starter. But to draft him as a top ten, I think it would be a mistake. If you can pick him up, unless you're going to wait. 
wait real late for quarterback, you know, and you want to take a flyer on him as your starter, then you better take another guy that could be a starter as well. You know, maybe you wait and take two guys that could start, and he could absolutely finish in the top ten. Be a, you know, on that's your roster streaming guy. Right. Yeah, he's got some upside there. But, he, you know, his, we have, we've also seen over the years that his floor is what it is, right? We've seen him have some bad games. We've seen him have some bad seasons, regardless of who his weapons were around him. We know that he can perform. And, yeah, uh, to uh, SARS Monster 15's point, he's got weapons that we all think are going to be pretty goddamn good. Here's one thing that I want to bring up. I ranked him around 15 as well. And part of the reason is that he doesn't fucking run the ball at all. Now, Bullfrog, you and I both kind of think that quarterbacks that rush the ball should probably be ranked higher in fantasy football, and I think we do that when we go through. And I've got a lot of guys, I think I have eight or nine dudes ranked higher than him, uh, solely on their rushing prowess. Eli Manning cannot run. I think he runs a six-foot or six-second 40. So he's not gonna he's not gonna get any yards on the ground. He's not gonna score any rushing touchdowns. Those are valuable from the quarterback position, and there are a lot of guys that can do it. Twenty nine touchdowns is pretty good, but it's not blow your mind good. It's not Aaron Rodgers good. Twenty nine touchdowns in my projection still makes Od- Odell Beckham a top three receiver or top one sorry receiver. Ah, fuck that. It's still enough to make Evan Ingram a top five tight end. It's still enough to make Saquon Barkley a top five running back. The way that I've got it split out is that, you know, these guys can still perform well. And Eli Manning is just is good, but not great. And a big part of that is because he doesn't run the fucking ball. I'll say this. I'll, I will say this. He's ranked somewhere around 15 for me. But remember, my 8 through 15 are all like 18 fantasy points apart. And whenever you look at quarterbacks outside of the top handful, the rest of them, as Wiz would, as Wiz would tell you, are the same fucking guy. So... It doesn't take much to move from 14 or 15 up to 8 on my rankings, a matter of 10 fantasy points. So all those guys, I don't care who they are, I will wait as long as I can and pick the last one or two of those uh, available in my draft, and I'll be fucking psyched to get them. Yeah, I mean, if your draft sheet rankings don't work out where you get one of those top 6 or 7 guys, then just fucking wait. And you, you know, can get just Eli wait. Manning and later. you, if you're a fan of Eli and you believe him in him this year, fucking take him. This I'm- argument that Sarge Monster brings up is an argument that I alluded to briefly in our last episode, or maybe two episodes ago. Uh, it's the Case Keenum ar- argument for me, right? The two of you sat here and told me that Demarius Thomas was going to be amazing next year, and then you told me that Case Keenum was going to be outside your top 25 quarterbacks again. If he, who's throwing the ball to this guy if he's going to score fucking 12 touchdowns? Like, somebody's got to do it, and he's not going to be the only guy catching the ball. This happens every year, though, right? We've got, we've got receivers that we fall in love with, and we forget about the guy throwing him the ball. So, piece of advice for you guys, if you're waiting late in your draft, if you're going to draft a quarterback after everybody else has one, don't just think about the quarterback's previous stats. Don't just think about the quarterbacks that you like on the field. Think about the weapons that they're throwing to. If there's if there's two or three guys on that team that everybody expects to do well, somebody has to fucking throw it to them. So pick those quarterbacks. All right, let's move on. Next question comes from a guy named Chuck. This was an email to the to the Gmail account, yourfootballfantasy at gmail.com. He says, oh, he's from North Carolina. I don't know why he told us he's from North Carolina. That's where I used to be from. I know a guy named Chuck from North Carolina. It's probably your boy. It wasn't my boy, though. It was somebody else. He wants to know, who is our favorite best ball-only guy? 
Now, he didn't clarify, but I'm going to clarify for listeners. If you don't recall, best ball is a type of fantasy football where you draft an entire team, maybe 15, maybe 20 guys on that team, and once you draft them, you're done. You just leave it alone. Each week, the guys on that 15 or 20-player roster that perform best become your starting lineup. So draft strategy here is very different. You literally win or lose your whole season in the draft. So sense will tell you, you want to pick guys that could have big fucking games. You might pick guys that have huge floors and really low ceilings in here and are a lot less consistent because you want those few games where they score really well. Uh, You may also want to balance that with some consistent guys. But to me, when I think best ball only guys, I'm looking for dudes that might fucking go off three or four weeks of the year. And I don't give a shit if they don't show up the rest of the weeks because I've got 18 other guys on my roster that can fill in those spots for them. Bullfrog, when you're thinking best ball only guy, guys that could have crazy fucking weeks but might just absolutely disappear the rest of the season, who stands out to you? Chuck wants to know. Yeah, Chuck, you know, I apologize ahead of time. I'm not a best ball expert. I've never done a best ball draft. I've never done a best ball league. So uh, I had to do a little research on this one just to kind of get a feel for some guys that uh, have, you know, a handful of monster weeks, it seems, per season that could uh, win you a couple matchups. And the guy I went with for you is T.Y. Hilton. Now, I think he is obviously playable in a standard league, in a PBR league. People are going to play him. He's going to be out there as a number two or number three. But to me, he's a little better suited in a best ball scenario. You know, he, he seems to play. He doesn't seem to get hurt very often. He seems to play most weeks. And uh, everybody knows T.Y. Hilton has a couple games a year where he scores two or three fucking bombs, whether it's Andrew Luck or fucking Bissett or who. Yeah, I was just going to say, it doesn't even have to be Luck exactly. out there. No. We don't, at, at this point, if you're drafting best ball right now, we think Andrew Luck's going to play. Even if he doesn't, T.Y. Hilton will have a couple of games that are monster games. That's a good pick. Uh, and you know what, if Hilton does, or if uh, Andrew Luck does play, T.Y. Hilton might end up being damn good every week. Exactly. So, so you might get some balance out of that. I've got some guys on my list. I picked a handful that that absolutely have shown the potential to have huge weeks. The first one that that it seems obvious as fuck to me is Will Fuller. He didn't play a lot last year, but when he did play, he caught two touchdowns on three targets every week with Deshaun Watson. This is so you know. I'll say it a hundred times before you stop listening to me. Opportunity is king in fantasy football. Will Fuller does not get a lot of opportunity. He doesn't have a lot of targets in any given week. So I don't want him on my season-long fantasy team because, yeah, maybe his three targets turn into two touchdowns, but there's no way in fucking hell that can keep happening. Uh, We know it can happen on occasion, though. So if I'm looking at best ball, Will Fuller's got to be on my roster. Another guy on my list, Marvin Jones. This is a guy that I hate. For season long. Everybody else in the world seems to love this guy. But remember, dude had six games last year. Six games last year where he performed. He had 100 yards receiving in one or two touchdowns. In only six games. The rest of his games last year, he averaged three catches, 50 yards, 0.3 touchdowns. Which, again, is his career average. So this is a guy to me that screams best ball because if I can get another six games with 100 yes, 
100 plus receiving yards and a touchdown or two. Give me those when I've got other guys to fill in for his down weeks. Do you li- love Marvin Jones as much as the Big Wiz does, Bullfrog? I do like Marvin Jones. I mean, I'm a Lions fan, uh, but you know, I hear what you say. He's a he's a five six week kind of big scoring guy. I mean, he does he led the league in what yards per catch last year, I think. So I mean, Stafford's looking for him in those those long ball situations. He uh, he has in the past. Are you at all concerned about Kenny Galladay coming back and taking those long balls away? That's what he does. Yeah, I don't think I, don't, I think Galladay is going to be more of a red zone a red zone guy. We'll see if he develops into the the deep ball guy. You know, obviously Stafford trusts Marvin with that. We'll he see does. if if uh, Galladay you know develops into that or not. I think he's definitely going to be using the red <laughs> zone quite a bit. I, I would rather see Galladay working over the middle a little bit more with his size. You know, Tate underneath Galladay over the middle. Keep sending Marvin on those flies, but we'll see. We will see. Jimmy Graham's another option that I've got down here. Jimmy Graham scored 10 touchdowns last year. I've said it before on this show. All he can do anymore is catch touchdown passes. He's an end zone guy only. That, again, screams best ball. We can't expect a lot of yards. We can't expect a ton of catches from him. But if he's going to score a lot of touchdowns, you have to imagine there's going to be some multiple touchdown weeks in there. Lastly, and this is a totally different kind of strategy when you're looking at best ball guys, I put Mike Evans in here. And the reason I put Mike Evans in here is because I know what Mike Evans can be. We saw it a couple years ago. We saw it his rookie season. He can go off and be just fucking amazing for fantasy football. However, we saw last year and we saw two seasons ago uh, that he can he can disappear. He's very much predicated on Jameis Winston's play at this point and whether Jameis Winston feels like throwing him the ball a bunch. On top of that, for whatever reason, his catch rate is all over the board. He might be at 80% one week and 30% the next week. This is a guy to me that a lot of people are really high on him in season-long leagues. I don't want to touch him in my season-long league because I've seen his floor super low. But in a best ball where I know his ceiling can be super high... Uh, I might be willing to stretch on him and try to take him a little early. Do you like Mike Evans at all, Bullfrog? God. Uh, that feels like a hail no. I probably won't draft him. You know, I've kind of been biased against Mike Evans. I don't think I've ever owned him yet. Again, tough schedule, quarterback issues. He's going to get some junk stuff. He's going to have big games, you know. But, you know... In my big money league, it's a strange concept. We don't have playoffs. So you have to win. I mean, you have to win every fucking wait, wait, match. Wait, wait, You don't have playoffs? No. It's playoffs? A, fucking playoffs? No, it's a it's an 18-game schedule. We have two doubleheaders, so you get to play everyone twice. And it's a straight-up every fucking week counts. So you get at the end of the year, whoever's got a higher record wins? The best record wins. What if there's a tie? Then high points. It's yeah, a tiebreaker. I guess there are tiebreakers. No playoffs? We do a side playoff bet. So we do do a playoffs, but it's not your main focal point of the winner of the league. So we do a side playoff where, you know, maybe that's 150 bucks out of the pot for oh, the winner okay. of the side playoff. Okay. But, you know, too many, you know, I don't know. What do you, what do you prefer as a listener? You know, do you, do you like the guy that sneaks in as the low seed and wins the whole league because his guy gets hot at the end? Or yeah. is that not? Is that not fantasy football from week one to week sixteen? You know, I mean, I love I. I'm a playoff guy. I love yeah. the playoffs. I like both. That's why I do a couple different leagues. Yeah. You know, I like the I like to mix it up. 
That's fair. So, so Mike Evans, back to that point, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the guy. Fucking Jameis Winston loves the throws to his fucking tight ends. Cameron Bray and O.J. Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll pass on Mike Evans this year. Even in best ball? Yeah, I've never done a best ball. Uh, we're gonna maybe do a, I will as do As soon one. as we turn off the microphone, we're going to do, do a, a fantasy draft best ball. We're going to do a best ball. Uh, so maybe I'll pick him up in there, but probably not. <clears throat> All right, guys, look. We had a whole bunch of other shit planned for you guys today. We were going to do a bust episode today. We were going to look at somebody at each position uh, that we thought were, were being drafted really high or maybe finished last season really high that we, we thought were likely to bust. It looks like we don't have a ton of time for that, so we're going to just kind of give you a little preview of that. I think uh, each of us is going to take one of the guys that we chose to talk about this week, and we're going to give you a preview of who we think is going to bust. We'll give you a little information about why we think they're going to bust and why you should avoid them in your drafts next year. Whoa. You know what happened just now, Bullfrog? I looked at my screen. I watched the uh, audio levels scrolling on by as we record, and I realized I'm a little drunk. Lining Kugel's Berry Weiss tonight for all you listeners out there. I'm stepping up my man game just a little bit. That's not, not Mike's not Hard fully. Lemonade. Come on. Not, no, no Mike's Hard Lemonade this week. We're going to the Lining Kugel's Berry Weiss. Hey, I'm, I'm doing the summer shandy. It's a Lining yeah. Kugel's kind of night. You know who would never drink a fucking Lining Kugel's on the air? Did we miss him tonight? I forgot he wasn't here, oh, to be shit. honest with you. Sorry, Big Wiz. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, we will. I don't got it. I know you don't. All right, let, let's do one preview bust. I don't care which position you want to pick, Bullfrog. Tell them. Give them a preview. Who are you going to talk about or uh, who, who are you avoiding in drafts altogether? Somebody that either finished in the top 10 last year at their position or is going in the top 10 or 12 right now in drafts. Am I giving them just a little taste, like just the tip? Just, or am I going all in on my stats here? Is there a difference between your just a tip and your chef? Well, not much. Okay, just, not give much. Him, but there's a give, slight give difference. A, give him the guy and like one pre one stat tip preview. Oh shit! All right, here you go. My my running back bust based on his draft position this year. Someone that I'm not going to touch is going to be Kareem Hunt. What? Was the number four PPR last year, was he? Did you say Kareem Hunt? Don't be an idiot. Come on, man. Kareem Hunt is my boy. Go ahead. Where do I begin? So just a little tip. Just a tip just for a today tip. is going to be this statistic here. And this either shows that Kareem Hunt is not that talented or it shows, as mentioned before, that Andy Reid is just a dumb mother fucking coach. Now I will agree with that second bit, not the first. He was on a streak of nine games in a row last season where he did not score a touchdown. Mm. While he was basically the only fucking running back on the roster for the Kansas City Chiefs, and you go nine straight games without a fucking touchdown. So again, Either he's just not that talented, or Andy Reid just is not a fan of giving the running back some love. Yeah, I will really quickly weigh in on that. I know we're not really supposed to talk about, like, argue back and forth at this point, but 
Nine straight games without a touchdown, and he still ended up number four overall running back. So best ball running back, guys. There you go. He's just a no, good old fucking best ball, ball running number back. Number four overall last year. Look, we know Andy Reid sucks. Wiz doesn't agree, but we know Andy Reid is a terrible coach. Hey, you can't argue my shit. That was just a tip. Wait for the whole fucking thing before you give me you, a I'm going to give you one Kareem Hunt stat that you have to think at some point Andy Reid figures out. Last year, every single game that Kareem Hunt had 20 carries in, the Chiefs won. Every single game that Kareem Hunt failed to hit 20 carries in, the Chiefs lost. You can't say he's a bad running back because he literally won or lost the fucking game for his team based on how often he was given the chance. It's all the coach! They, they could have been winning the game before he even got those touches. Those might have been junk time fucking burning the clock touches that they, would that he didn't make a fucking difference. I, as, as somebody who watched every Kareem Hunt game ah, last, yeah, I will tell you that's not true. You sucking his dick after the game, dude? I wouldn't only because he's a Toledo Rocket. But uh, if he weren't... Maybe we'd be uh, talking. That Mac rival, you won't do it. Huh? God, That's disappointing. Damn it, man. I hate the fucking Toledo Rockets, but I love Kareem Hunt because he's not a rocket anymore. I'll give you I... listeners some more info next week. All right. On, that's uh, just a tip. Hunt. Let me give you just a tip on my uh, quarterback bust next week. You know, we've talked to. We've talked about a lot of these guys a little bit, so you know a little bit of what I want to say. Cam Newton last year ended as a quarterback, too. He's being drafted as a quarterback seven right now. Which you may think is, hey, value, let's do it. But I've got Cam listed as my bust. I've heard a lot of people say, expect him to land in the top five again. My thing is this. There's a new offensive coordinator in town. This is Norv Turner. Norv Turner in his career, this is just one little piece, right? I'm going to give him one piece, Bullfrog, is that what we're doing? Yeah, just the tip. Just the tip. Whatever big that is compared to the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, but I can buddy. literally never just do the tip. Like, you shove it... You gotta have willpower sometimes. No, I had... Don't. I mean, I know that's all you got. It's the tip, so that's why you literally it's can't all I got. do anything but the tip, but Look, you gotta try. I told you it was cold at your you house that try. night. Just, North just Turner to... has coached for a long time in the league. He has... He's clearly been successful at scoring a lot of points. The thing is, he's only ever had one quarterback that was any good at all at running the ball... Uh, and he didn't even use him as a running quarterback that much when he had him. That's all I'm going to say about this. It was Teddy Bridgewater. That's all I'm going to say about this right now. We'll get more into it next week. But Norv Turner, as a rule, doesn't really call quarterback runs. I know that Cam Newton doesn't necessarily need the play to be called to him for him to take it. Because he's a, well, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think uh... he's a, he's a bit. Cam Newton's a bitch. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the character of Cam Newton. But. I have lots more to say about Cam Newton. I'll save it for later. He's a bust. Don't draft him. I'm not going to draft him. He's going to go way too high. Even at quarterback seven, way too high for me. That's just a preview, guys. We're going to get into busts next week. We're supposed to get into busts this week, but we got into some listener mail instead. And here our 25th episode. No balloons, no fireworks, nothing for our 25th episode. What's going on? No big whiz screams? Fuck. I'll give you a big whiz scream. <laughs> Yeah. Also, Big Wiz would really, really like you to give us a review. Yelp brains? Is, is Yelp showed up? Put it on Yelp. I don't care where you... Because we're just banking on a review for next week so we can read it out loud, live, on the air. Five stars. And fucking embarrass not... the shit out of me, Bullfrog, or Dewey's Nuts, or Big Wiz. I'm your two-star Somebody. review, though. Well, Five-star reviews only. We might. <laughs> I think... <laughs> we At this point, we might. We're pretty we desperate. Might. 
Yeah, so I, you know, we've got a couple of beers left to drink. We probably got to walk back to your house to relieve the wives. I'm sure they're having a great time yeah, over yeah, there. Time. You remember how many nice things they said about us? God, they really loved us doing the show. Fuck, they love this show. Biggest fans ever. I can't wait for them to listen to that. They're they're the best. I just love them. All right, guys, look. Uh, fuck off, okay? Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, and share our Facebook page. And leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.